Now, welcome, welcome you all to... Dear listener. Dear listener, to the Pilgrim's whatever this is. Pilgrim's Progress bonus material for the yeah. Patreon page. Uh, I confess, there's not going to be a chapter this week. And I'm going to confess why. I'm struggling with what to do with this giant and, and have it be maximally, uh, like, heavy, creepy... Um, you know, like like get the real tone of it, uh, and and the giant having a wife is tripping me up a little bit because that seems a little corny, and I think I've arrived. I think I'm there, mm. and I think I think it'll be it'll be coming your way next week. In the meantime, here we are, keeping, you know, the the investors happy. Yeah, and uh, I want to just start and get something out of the way right now, and that is we're sitting in my study here at the church, yeah, Judson Baptist Church. There's a, a device over there. You've eyeballed a little bit. Yeah. You know what it is. I told you about device. it. I told. I, I got in front of it. I told you about it before it even arrived. Yeah, that's true. Because I wanted to temper your reaction. <laughs> I knew that your reaction would be v- vicious. What was my reaction? It was actually kind of nonplussed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the device is... <laughs> I'm embarrassed to even say. It's yeah. a teleprompter. See, this seems like a you thing, though. I think that I think you're projecting onto me. No pun intended. Yeah. And that the teleprompter projects the words up. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a little embarrassed by it because, it, I don't know, I think of, like, really kind of bad politicians and, mm-hmm. like, and that kind of thing. But here's the point. I'm going to start doing some short devotionals, video devotionals, or even maybe just, uh, you know, they'll be devotionals, on um, Bunyan's Grace Abounding to the Chief of Sinners. And I was thinking back to the last video I made. Uh, not not videos of my preaching, uh, but video of me talking to the person on the other side of the video, mm-hmm. which was the Patreon introduction video. Mm-hmm. And I had set a computer up on the pulpit with the basic, not words to read, but the basic outline of what I needed to cover and a few little spots of what I wanted to read specifically. And it was painfully obvious when I looked. I'm like, you won't be able to tell. I'm only looking like, 15 inches away from the, the lens. It was painfully obvious. Every time I looked over, and it looked very novice. Hmm. And so I thought, if I'm going to have a little outline, I don't want to be looking down at my lap a bunch. I don't want to be looking off to the side. Yeah. And I found this little <laughs> device. I don't have to explain myself to you. I don't know why I am. You brought it up. I feel like I yeah. do. Have, actually, I have to explain yeah. myself to you. Yeah, I do. Um, and so there's there's the teleprompter. What does it make you feel when you look at it? Um. It reminds me of like those cameras, like those really old cameras. Yeah, because it has the, to, the it has a little cloth thing. cloth on the back the cloth you thing over your head. <laughs> yeah, kind of all the smoke. I know it's not what it is. I wish it was what it was. Yeah, that'd that be, be cool. that'd be cooler. Yeah, that would be that would be very that would have a lot of hipster credentials. Cr- yes. Yeah. Uh, um, the teleprompter. This is the cheapest one you could get on on Amazon, by the way. Not the second cheapest. No, no. Wow. I've I've really it, it kind of evolved as a as a Dutchman. I'm going for the cheapest now. Now the second hmm. cheapest is usually my. My go-to for something I don't care much about, and, and Alex, what was your your except for airbeds? Except for airbeds. No, that was the second cheapest. Or was it no, the second, it was most, second most expensive? Oh yeah, yeah. So so with airbeds, you're exactly the opposite. Well, that was a weird thing because you and I took a trip together when we barely knew each other. First trip, yeah. We like met once and had a cigar, and then and then yeah. I was like, "You want to travel together?" And you were like, "Sure." Yeah. And we got on a plane and we went to Chicago, mm-hmm. and then and then we shared a room with someone that you'd never met before yeah. in your life, and. <laughs> there were two beds. Yeah. So I, and this is just dumb. I probably, probably financially it makes sense because we stayed for like four days. Yeah. So I just brought an air mattress in my checked luggage. 
mm-hmm. filled it up. Yeah. And I had bought it at <laughs> I at never Walmart. go to Walmart. Yeah. I never do. And I bought it like the <laughs> night before, really, really late. Walmart's open really late. And I blew it up. And then I saw you like walking around and dancing on it. And I said, hey, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. hey, you buddy. I took a step on it to grab something on the opposite side. And you snapped at me. <laughs> well, there's different, you know, the ways the tale has been told. I feel yeah. like I feel like you were. I don't think I was monkeying around. You were doing a little. I feel like there was. I don't know. It, it got very paternal for just a moment. I think because it was the second most expensive, right. the Dutch kind of kicked in. You went, "Hey, I barely know you. Don't ruin." Because ostensibly, then you bought that just for me. I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that's very special to me. I'll cherish that. I mean, you don't have it. It's in my basement, but... I'll trust the memory. <laughs> now, I had also just thrown away some air mattresses oh. that we had uh, brought here to the church when there was a bunch of power outages, and, and we had a brand new refugee congregation here. Uh, if you know anything about our church, we're always opening our doors to other congregations. Lots and lots of countries and even lots of uh, continents represented here. But at this point, a lot of people had just moved to the city. It was freezing cold, and the power went out from an ice storm. Yeah. And so we brought, everyone kind of brought all the air mattresses they had. And somehow, probably from kids walking around on them, both of mine had, uh, had gotten... I was 23 at I'm saying, I'm saying in this case. Okay. Uh, had gotten completely, like, unfixably leaky. And yeah. so we just chucked them. And so I bought a new one. It's a hard thing. I don't know how we got on this. Oh, right, the teleprompter. Yeah. Um, now, so do you feel like there, there, that was a could have, our friendship could have gone either way in that moment when I when I snapped at you and said, "Hey, you!" That was the second most expensive one at Walmart. Yeah, it started out interesting. I think right off the bat because I never expected to hear from you again. I thought I just <laughs> won a book, and then you'd follow it up with Facebook, yeah, just saying, "Hey, it was a great. Let's get the families together." I was like, "Oh, that's just a nice Midwestern thing people do." Oh, we'll get together. No, we won't. I'll never see you again. It's just because you're such a and funny we start guy. traveling. You're a good guy. Yeah, no, I'm never seeing over traveling. You want a book? We had and a smoke. We're, yeah, and now we're in another. And state. now we're in Chicago. Yeah. I woke up in Chicago. That's how Chicago is. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I think that whole trip was a little jarring. Um, and I said before that I was going to link to that episode of the Gut Check podcast, sure. we, but I'm going to actually do it this time. If you want to hear, if you want to hear Zach and and Mr. Sagacity traveling together. Early in their friendship, yeah. just click that link below, and, and uh, yeah, there's some good stuff in there. So what I want to talk about today, uh, so are, are you going to mock, you're not going to mock me. You're not going to mock me at all. Listen. Who are you? Well, there are, there are things I'll mock a guy for, and there are things that I won't. Sorry, that was a ring falling. It wasn't my wedding ring. Um, there, are, there are things that I'll mock in a guy for. In case you've forgotten, when, when Mr. Sagasi is speaking, imagine a guy with a ring on every finger monkey in with all of them somehow simultaneously. On half, half the fingers. Half, five whatever. Yeah. How many fingers you got? Well, I have ten. You got ten. How many right. you have? And you got five. I've got ten as well. Yeah. Oh, wow. The first thing my parents checked when I was born. Twins. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there are things I'll mock a guy for, but honing his craft, trying to trying to make something better, that's not something I'm ever going to mock you for. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate yeah, that. You're a hardworking guy. I'd like, Did I, I mock you for the thing of sand? No, I didn't. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. The, the little, the little uh, Foley box with the shoes yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. That, that I got to redo that now. I had sections of it that were like that were just soil. Mm-hmm. Then I had sections that had leaves, uh, and then I had sections that had dirt. Right. And at some point, someone in my household, uh, and it might have been me, but I don't think so, uh, moved it, and they all got mixed together. 
Uh, so yeah, and it, so the idea was if they were, you know, if you're especially, uh, I remember the, when Christian was walking off the path, he's walking along the path, then off the path towards simple sloth and presumption, and yeah. going from the dirt part to like the leafy part, and then the grass, and like and like uh, being so pleased with how well it went. Yeah, uh, I got to start over with that little box, you know. See, that's, that's a man in his craft. I'll never make fun of you for that. No, it's, it's, it's good of you. You're a good fellow. Yeah. You want to travel with me? <laughs> want to go camping any day? <laughs> I'll take you camping. Dude, I would love it. Yeah. I would love it with all your knowledge and Let's all your it. experience. Yeah. You wouldn't love it because I'm soft, but <laughs> So what I wanted to talk about in this in this little uh, episode was uh RC Sproul mm-hmm. because we never get tired of talking about RC Sproul. The never. late great RC Sproul, Dr. RC Sproul. Uh and you you and I had both been for some time, probably for years, uh both of us faithful listeners of the Ligonier Ministries uh, program all the all the material, but especially R.C. Sproul's "Renewing Your Mind." Yeah, with what is that from? Handel's Messiah, right? Make me feel like I'm in a classroom. Every time I I uh, listen to Handel's Messiah, which I do as Christmas comes up, when mm. it gets to that one, I'm always like, "Ooh!" I get oh. I perk up and I go, like, oh, "Wait, Doctor Sproul's not going to talk." Papa Sproul, as some insist on calling yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But like, we both really, really appreciate and that program. Like, I listen to it when it's on the radio. I listen to it on the app. I realized recently that there's actually a podcast feed, mm-hmm. so that on the app, if you if you only listen to half of it, you don't hit the download button. Oh, you're yeah. sunk the next day, and that's happened to me oh, more no, than once. No, 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 no. On mine, it is. You go to archives. Yes. Oh, there's an archives on it. It's, it's under the uh, it's under the uh, the day. Well, this is the sound of on. two men uh, conferring with an app. It's very yeah. good radio. Well, it's also on. We're, we're, we're both on airplane. Now. Oh, we're both on airplane. Yeah, never mind. But, uh, All right, well, there's an archive. To, okay, well, that's how, how far back does it go? It just goes and goes and goes and goes. Oh, that's how I listen dude. to the See, that's the night's dangerous map. for me. That's how I listen to the, the night's map this morning. Okay. The, the thing is with that mm-hmm. ma- app, what I was so excited about was it couldn't drag me down into like oh. nine hours of it. Because honestly, it's over for me, Yeah, there are certain things that I will... My intention span is infinite. And... I mean, a lot of them are podcast related sure. and a lot of them are really good like that. And a lot of them are just dumb. Like, for example, when I discovered uh, We Are Alive, which is a zombie thing, which the storytelling is all right. The story yeah. itself is all right. The fact that it came out before The Walking Dead show sure. impressed me. It was a zombie uh, apocalypse thing. But I was just like really enamored of this guy's ability to create radio of the mind, yeah. radio drama and uh, old skill. Or theater of the mind, radio yeah. drama. Yeah, it's a it, it's a a lost TV, art right? really yeah. that's being rediscovered. And I wanted to see, you know, what what I could pick up from it. And and I'm like, I listened to three four episodes of it, yeah. and it so locked me in. And the fact that there were just I don't know, like 85 just waiting for me, just sitting there in a podcast feed, like, hey, I'm right here. Yeah. Oh my gosh, with that kind of thing, like I could see myself with Sproul, uh, you know, like my kid being like, Dad, I haven't seen you in six weeks. No, just I only have forty-two more years of Sproul's ministry to get you can through. Listen too, <laughs> yeah, pull them on in. <laughs> well, yeah. So we were talking about it because you texted me yeah. that uh, today's renewing your mind. I mean, he keeps putting these out even though he's with the Lord now. And I think they might be reruns. How's he doing it? <laughs> yeah. How's Tupac keep making music? <laughs> yeah. um, was was great because it was him reading his his uh, book, The Night's Map, is what it's mm-hmm. called. Uh, and it's basically a Pilgrim's Progress style allegory. Yeah. The production on this. Fantastic. It was really well done. It was minimal on the sound effects, but they were there 
for transitions or big things, you know, especially yeah. like a horse sounds yeah. and that kind of thing. And then almost the whole time, and, and he's able to do this because the whole thing is only about 20 minutes long, is kind of this very regal sounding, medieval almost uh, orchestral score. Yeah. It was really, really good. And he has, I didn't realize his voice is so perfect. For yeah, no, that kind of narration, mm -hmm. he could have been doing audiobooks as well. You know, in addition to all this theology, if he had time, he uh, he does a reading of uh, John Piper's poem, "The Calvinist." Oh, uh -huh. and it's fantastic. John Piper's poems, like Bunyan poems, hit and miss. Oh, but yeah. that one, the Calvinist I do like. is fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he does a reading. I, I feel like they got better and better and better. And at, right. at a certain point, he kind of graduated up to like real poet. Like, like they mm. got really good. And because he, he, he uh, speak of honing, honing a craft. Right. Um, but here's an interesting thought. Like, did all the cigarettes make his voice so oh, great? so perfect. <laughs> tell, tell the story you told me. Um, I don't remember where you heard it, but about Sproul going to preach at like a IFCA church. Oh, I think it was, I think it was told at the T4G right after he died. Uh, <laughs> I think it was told at the T4G right after he died, um, where... A group of people that had been in ministry with him and, you know, a bunch of his friends got together uh, and kind of just reminisced about his life. And I believe it was John MacArthur who told a story about the first time that R.C. came to come preach at his church. He showed up late. Uh, he gets out of a car disheveled. He's smoking a cigarette. He flicks the cigarette off to the side, enters into the back door again late. And asks if anyone there had a Bible. Yes. And because, you know, the man never used notes uh, at all to preach. He just, it was everything was just in his mind, his renewed mind. So, yeah, just, I bet it did. Cigarettes kind of make everything better if, if we're really, well, if, if we're honest. Until they make everything way worse. Yeah. It's worth it. <laughs> I mean, they a killed him. Like Ultimately, the guy walked around with oxygen sure. tubes for the last. But yeah, that voice was just the graveliness of it. So we, you and I are part of a men's group here at the church, and we're watching uh, his uh, series on prayer, which mm -hmm. so far is very, very good, yeah. obviously. obviously. And I told you I thought it was peak sprawl. It's sure. after he put on a little bit more weight, yeah. the hair got like white, Poofier. and it yeah. was tall, but the pompadour was like a mafia pompadour. Oh, sure. It's pre-oxygen, but he's got like this old it's guy. He's got the mojo. Yeah. It's, and, and there's no notes again. Yeah. You can see, it's almost like as he's saying each line of his teaching, the next one that will follow is fully forming in his mind. Yeah, what a skill! It, it it's just incredible. Mm -hmm. Like it, one of the and and I get a vibe from him, and I know this is maybe me re reading into it, but like of an incredibly humble guy who probably didn't realize how unusual that level of talent mm. is. Yeah, yeah, it's Spurgeon esque. You know, yes. Spurgeon's the same way, or yeah, was the same way. You know, you know, just I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a couple hours the night before, just alone. I'm gonna go formulate everything. I'm gonna stand up the next day, and I'm just gonna blow people away, convict people of sin, and you know, usher souls into heaven with a message, and that's all. You know, <laughs> well, well, Spurgeon, yeah. most of his uh, finalizing of his sermons happened on the walk from his home um, to the Metropolitan Tabernacle. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, smoking I mean, a cigar, throwing it off to the side. No, I don't know yeah. that, that. Asking if anyone has a Bible. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't think he ever threw away half a cigar. Yeah. He, he would smoke them to the end for my oh, understanding. The end. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 do you know that there's a, gosh, we're all over the map, but do you know that there's actually 
the cigars that were on his person when he died are are preserved and they're in yeah. a museum. If I was an eccentric billionaire, I would own those cigars. Absolutely. Wow. That's that's incredible. But Sproul has, uh, in addition yeah. to that picture of him, there's also the like pixelated sunglasses moments. Oh, sure. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Like mm-hmm. the, the most famous one is uh, What's Wrong With You People? When he was in a panel yeah. uh, on a... What was that at? Like that probably was a T for G or something. The Ligonier Conference. Ligonier Conference. Um, he, but he's with uh, you know a Baptist and a couple other uh, the teaching fellows. people, yeah. <laughs> the teaching, teaching fellows, fellows of Ligonier Ministries, and some. But they were turning in questions. Yeah. And re- reading questions that had been turned in, and two in a row were essentially like, how how can you accept that this loving God would send someone to hell or something? Right. Was well, that what it was? How's it? Um, uh, how's it fair? Because God doesn't show mercy in the garden. Right. Mm. Because he punishes people. Right. I'm going to play the clip right here. If God is slow to anger and patient, excuse me, since God is slow to anger, (laughs) we're always learning. Since God is slow to anger and patient, then why, when man first sinned, was his wrath and punishment so severe and long-lasting? Time out. <laughs> Didn't we just have that question a second ago? We did. Yeah, it's a little, I think a little, we little did. Nuance. That God's punishment for Adam was so severe. This creature from the dirt defied the everlasting holy God. After that, God had said, the day that you shall eat of it, you shall surely die. And instead of dying, Thanatos, that day, he lived another day and was clothed in his nakedness by pure grace and had the consequences of a curse applied for quite some time. But the worst curse would come upon the one who seduced him, whose head would be crushed by the seed of the woman. And the punishment was too severe? What's wrong with you people? I'm serious. I mean, this is what's wrong with the Christian church today. We don't know who God is, and we don't know who we are. The question is, the question is, why wasn't it infinitely more severe? If we have any understanding of our sin and any understanding of who God is, that's the question, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think it's the only response, um, especially if anyone's actually reading the Bible, to not be snarky about it, mm. um, to not try and win some kind of atheistic points. If you're being honest about it, that is mercy. Yes. I'm going to I'm going to I clothe, clothe you. you. Yeah. Um, your death is going to come much much later. Um, I'm going to I'm promising redemption in yes. this moment. Yes. Yeah. You know. You know. And obviously, you, something happens you. in the in that interim that we're not told, where they now mm. know what animals should be offered. There's this notion of clean and unclean animals, and there's a, a, a kind of proto sacrificial system in place 
by yeah. the time the flood comes. And so at, at some point, yeah, there was there was knowledge passed down that there's some kind of yeah, pointing between. forward to the cross already mm-hmm. in addition to Genesis 3.15. And so, yeah, like saying, what's wrong with you people? And of course, it's become a meme Mm-hmm. Of great renown. I showed yeah. you a sticker. I tried to buy it for you, and That's I couldn't really, find really it. Great. It was it was the little hands that kids do. Here's the church. Here's the steeple. Open the doors, <laughs> and it's supposed to be see all the people, and you like wiggle your fingers. <laughs> it's just Darcy Stroll's face. face. What's, What's wrong, wrong with you people? With you people. <laughs> uh, and then there's That's also genius. Um, I have a friend who uh, is an atheist and won't acknowledge the existence of sin. Mm. How can I possibly, you know? formulate an argument that will get through to him so he'll understand that sin is real so that I can start there and bring the gospel. And again, it's all these great minds sitting around. And he just says... Steal his wallet. Yeah, that's and all. Then, and then just this cake-eating grin. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Of all the people I wish that I could have met before they died, mm. Billy Graham's up there. Sure. R.C. Sproul has, has probably surpassed him at this point. I mean, yeah. gosh, just a spectacular guy. And I know a lot of people who had a chance to meet him. And I think that's why I assume he really was a genuine, a nice guy. kind, humble mm-hmm. guy. Because all the stories are of someone who, yeah, doesn't buy into his own hype. Mm. And just wants to bless people with the the knowledge and stuff he has. The Knight's Map is an allegory, a grandfather telling a story to his grandson. And in Inception style, in the story, is another story that is Mm -hmm. told by, like, a carpenter uh, to a a knight. And the story within the story is the fall, which we were just talking about. Yes. And so it has to do with people who live in a beautiful park. You just listened to it this morning, so it's probably fresher on your mind. Uh, and they were told they can go anywhere in the park except this stone, stone house. house. And uh, an enemy of the, the king comes in and tells them, no, there's beautiful things mm-hmm. in the stone house. Well that, well, that God's intentionally keeping from you. Right, yeah. The king is intentionally keeping from you. So, like, not just go in there and see, but assigning some kind of malicious intent to the king of the land. Which answers perfectly to, you will not surely die. God knows that you will mm-hmm. become like him, knowing good and evil. Yeah. But I'm, I'm listening to this, and my I just have the thought, like, does this need to be allegorized? Hmm. My first thought is, like, it, it got a little more complex in the retelling than maybe it was in the original, where they're in a garden and all this. And, and why do it? And yet, I, I enjoyed it very much. And it occurred to me, and this is my thought, when we, I mean, because this whole endeavor is about an allegory. And then I'm going to hear your thoughts exhaustive on all of this, but, like, my thought was it didn't need to be allegorized. The mm-hmm. whole story didn't need to be to be understood. But telling something from a new perspective in a new way to tell the same truths might get someone's attention. And if it's the same story they've heard a thousand times and have kind of been inoculated to it or grown tired of it, or it's just in, you know, in their mind, it's in the category of little kid stuff or mm-hmm. whatever, hitting them with it in a new way, kind of like... Did Nathaniel the prophet hmm. need to come in and tell this story about the guy who owns the little lamb and all this? Or he could have just come in and said, hey, look what you did. You killed your friend. You stole his wife. You committed adultery. You're awful. Hmm. Repent. And prophets did that kind of stuff. But instead, he drew him in with it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think in my mind, that's the role of allegory. But what do you think? I mean, yeah, we could point back to redemptive history and we could see that it's the same concept and story told again and again and again and again, pointing towards Christ, 
right? Where it's just, just in different ways with different casts of people and different kind of roles. But, you know, how many miraculous births are we looking at mm-hmm. before we get to Mary, right? I mean, I mean, I mean, we're looking at Sarah, right? Um, Manoah's uh, wife. Right. Uh, Rebecca. Uh, Samson's, right? right? It's Samson's mother's baron, right? Before. Yes, uh, yeah, uh, Samuel, right? Samuel's mother, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Hannah. And you know, we're looking forward up until we get to miraculous birth. Well, how many miraculous births do we really need? Mm-hmm. You know, well, I'm going to keep hitting you with the same concept time and time and time again. I mean, how many times do we need to see the innocent struck down for the uninnocent again and again and again and again and again? Because it helps and because it makes the pinnacle of all that m- even more amazing when you say that there are thousands of years of history of the same story being told time and time again, pointing towards one moment. Um, it makes it more special, but especially in like, fictionalized. One thing with the stone house that hit me is that um, my son has asked before why it's... Understanding that this is also a kid's book. My you son, own this book? I don't own this book. I don't own this book. Okay. But it is a children's book. Uh-huh. Right. Nice maps, a children's book. We read the, uh, we read the biggest story, uh-huh. uh, you know, a story Bible every night. And my son has asked before why God didn't want his children to eat fruit. Mm. Because Sub-question, why do I have to eat we fruit are always We're <laughs> always encouraging him right, to yeah. eat fruit. Um, and it was m- it's more relatable, I think, maybe, sometimes to say there is places you can't go. He knows right. that there, he's mm-hmm. not allowed in the basement. Right, there's dangerous places. They're that, not allowed yeah, yeah. here. So maybe, you know, maybe a part of it is saying this is maybe more relatable to a children's experience right now. Of saying, well, I know I'm not allowed to maybe mom and dad's room, mm-hmm. but I'm free to open the fridge and get an apple anytime I want. So uh, a part of it there, but I think that I think that if we can come up with really, really creative ways to accurately and precisely retell the gospel story without losing the gospel story and mm-hmm. its narrative, yeah, there's so much fruit to be had there. Um, Tim Keller's wife, right, got saved reading uh, the Chronicles of Narnia. Mm-hmm. Now you look at that and you go, is it a perfect retelling of the gospel? No, <laughs> but it's pretty good, and there's plenty there, right, to kind of pull you back to, well, if you enjoyed that story, here's a better story. Here's a bigger story. You know, here's a story that's true, though. It's the true myth, right? Mm-hmm. That's what Tolkien told Lewis, right? Well, isn't this all based on myth? Yes, but this is the true myth. This is the myth that all other myths are based on, mm-hmm. and this is the one that actually has real power to save and to affect and to change. So any way we can draw people in by saying, look at this little story over here. Isn't that interesting? Here it's actually laid out. It's of tremendous benefit. And sometimes, yeah, just reading it or hearing it in a different way can help. If I've read the gospel 30 times, right, in the last three years mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Maybe just hearing it in a different way can you know, bring me again to praise and worship and adoration. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And, and, and just you know, slip past certain even subconscious defenses you might have against mm. you know there's certain aspects of biblical truth that we all try to skirt mm. because you know we we still have the flesh and we don't want to deal with with all of it and i think you know that's the reason nathaniel brings the allegorical and and obviously parables and allegories aren't synonymous it's not the same thing yeah but they're related they're they're first cousins and there's got to be a reason Jesus... Now, it says in, Jesus says the reason he speaks in parables is so that people will hear and not understand, yeah. uh, which is kind of the opposite of what most people assume. They, they, they think, oh, no, Jesus taught in relatable terms so everyone would understand, even the poor farmers, because he mm. talks about... And in reality, he was, he was veiling truth to everyone but those to whom God had opened their, you know, their, their eyes and opened their minds to it. But 
once your eyes are open to it and your hearts are open to it, now it's come in in this parable form, this semi-allegorical form. And obviously that has to be a good style of teaching or, you know, Jesus would have right. veiled it another way. You mm -hmm. know, my favorite part of the Knights map is the possible cameo. I'm a From, big guy on cameos and sure. crossovers. Uh, and when you read that he bumped into a guy named Pilgrim, yeah. were you, th you thinking, like, this is Christian from... A hundred percent. Me too, yeah. hundred yeah, yeah. percent. And, well, and I love he that. confirms it in the end with the, with the question and answer. Yeah, right, 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 yeah. But, yeah, like, instantly you go, oh, okay, this is this is Pilgrim, right? He has all of his possessions on his back, right, and all that. It's, it's, so you, you get... I mean, it's not perfect, of course, because I don't know. I don't, I don't know. He... I don't know how many people... I don't know. You know what? Never mind. It is. We'll say it's, it's perfect. It's fine. Are you, you can do no wrong. Are you afraid what he's going to do to you? If uh... No. I mean, I was just going to say, it's fairly early on in the story that he loses his, his burden. You uh -huh. know, so is that what he sees on his back, or is it maybe just... His... Or is the idea that he, all of his possessions are on him is just emphasizing Jesus' right. instructions, you know, to bring with you an extra... Right. All these things. So it's, it's possible. But yeah, there's, you know, this man, right, named Pilgrim who's, right, I can I can point you to the way. I can point you to the way where you can get your answers that you need to find the pearl of great price. Um, and that's, I think, just, just, you know, at the very center of this, the most beautiful thing there is that, you know, he runs across the skeptic and he runs across all these people that are telling, and, right, the idol maker and mm -hmm. these people that are uh, constantly trying to draw him away. And every single time he goes down one of those ways, he almost dies and he runs into peril and he gets bloodied and defeated by the thorns and all that. Same formula as... Exactly. The Pilgrim's Progress. And then, and then, yeah, he, he, you know, he finally finds Jesus, and then Jesus walks with him to the king. I love that imagery uh, a lot. No, 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 the, the pearl of great price is not, a, is, is not an actual pearl. It's not an actual thing. I'm it. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. you're looking at the greatest treasure right here. Now let me take you to the king. You know, that's beautiful. And I love how he had Father, Son, and Holy Spirit there, too, because the map maker reveals, mm -hmm. well, I drew it all. I'm the spirit. Yeah. Just yeah. like on the shack when they're all there. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Not quite. Now, is that allegory? That's uh, trash. <laughs> it's something. Smellagory. Um, so, have you seen this book? I have not seen the book. Okay. I have seen the book. You know yeah. where I saw it? Where? Uh, that massive bookstore at the last ah, uh, T4G. Yeah. Uh, where somehow, mm -hmm. in every copy of A Pilgrim's Progress, that was sold How did there. that happen? A little card that said that, that had a QR code now leading right to this very podcast wound up just kind of nestled right in there. Strangely enough, I heard <laughs> that it buzz. wasn't. Yeah, yeah. There was a buzz, a, a little <laughs> dim around the, you know the the uh, the twelve twelve thousand of us that were there that. Uh, <laughs> These cards were also just appearing in packs. <laughs> Particularly in backpacks that had, like, the mesh water bottle yeah, thing on the side. Yeah, just any kind of opening. But people could confirm they hadn't been within seven feet of me. Right. And somehow... And somehow they miraculously... Was that a spiritual gift? The ability to fling... Did I miss more than twice, maybe? No, you didn't. I mean, here, here's the thing, though. I can't make a I basket that... to save my life, dude. I think... That it's you're... not natural talent. Yeah. There's... <laughs> If that wasn't the spiritual gift, I think getting will to do it was. Mm. That, to me, solidified in my mind your charisma mm. and your ability. Rule follower. A bit of a rule follower, Mr. Will. Yeah. Oh, the biggest. Yeah. You know, not a not a blight on him. 
There is there. There he is. Oh. Yeah. I, 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 he takes one. He the biggest smile on his face. He, he just starts copying you. And I went, Spreading wow. the word. This is a man who could get me to do anything. My danger sense for you really increased that day. I went, uh-oh. <laughs> it's a good thing that I'm... I got to watch myself. All my efforts are toward the gospel. And, yeah, and yeah, I got to watch toward, myself. You know, you know, dangers and stuff. end up doing something dark. Now, um, near the end of that event, <laughs> a friend of mine, the fourth Dave. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he saw that I had all those. And I was like, hey, I'm, I'm getting rid of these one at a time. What a goes, champion this guy was. Let me see a stack. I think I might have already told the story. But he just says, give me those. And he just stands where people are just pouring in yeah. and handing them out like it's part of, like... Yeah, you know, the free books and all the other stuff sitting there. Uh, you know, uh, here's here's some podcast information for you. Podcasting, and everyone's taking them, saying thank you, thank you very much, looking at them yeah. as they walk in, and I'm like, gosh, why didn't I just do this? But then now that is a spiritual gift. But one guy throws his hands up and goes, "No thanks, no, no, no oh. thanks," and I'm like, "What the is world is this thing? guy?" Now I don't think it was a COVID thing because you don't put. I caught COVID there, by the way. Uh, I know you did, uh, but <laughs> but and you didn't, which was weird. Yeah, I'm all well, like I'm like 19 vaccines, and uh, I'm a healthy guy. What can I, say? <laughs> I don't know. Like people with zero percent body fat usually get sick a lot. But um, anyway, I, I'm passing out these things, and the one guy doesn't want it, and he had a sense of like righteousness oh, about it. Like I think it had to do with like I don't I don't know, or 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 like I'm too good to take your not officially licensed T4G materials. You know, hmm. maybe it's brand loyalty. <laughs> To, to the last time the event would be held, maybe he maybe. was. He, yeah. he was like being aware of the the uh, you know leaven of mm. podcasters or something. Yeah, may, well, maybe what he knew was that it it wasn't an accurate portrayal of the film. <laughs> a little teaser to the next uh, bonus. Maybe, episode. maybe maybe that's what he knew deep he, down. He's like, this is not a faithful. Adaptation. This is not a faithful adaptation. Or maybe he and already had two of them in his some pockets. Some dweeb. And his, uh, you know, you know, you know, some dweeb on Facebook that runs my life said that. <laughs> some dweeb. Yeah. <laughs> no, but do you think maybe that, that was like the third one someone tried to give him? Because like just in, in in a crush here and there, he'd been going through his backpack the night before and he was like, why are there four of these cards in here? I like to think that what happened is that, yeah, it started out with one card and then every time he touched it, like Igalos Ring or whatever, it just, <laughs> it, it, just it just multiplied. <laughs> So, you know, he, 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 he touches it, puts it on a nightstand, and then he wakes up, and there's two. And he takes them, he throws them away, and then, he, you know, he gets out of the shower, and the, the wastebasket's full. It's like and Dwight then, and those beans. Exactly. And then he, he comes back, and he can't even open the door to his, you know, so, his, his... I wish that was the case. Give them to me now. Now, I want yeah. to also tell people something that I, I almost did, that we almost did. You were in on it. Well... You were down for it. I might have been there. Is that what you're confusing it with? No, no, no. I said to you before. I was in the proximity. Before we went to uh, a church denominational event that okay. had an ex <gasps> exhibit hall. Yes. Okay. I said I to you, this. I'm thinking about paying, it was only like 30 bucks. It was like a nominal fee to have a table in the exhibit hall and printing up some materials. I was going to take that little uh, computer tablet hmm. and, and have a couple of pairs of headphones and have it running like the trailer and maybe bits of episodes and a backdrop. Mm. And, and it was going to be like a test run for, mm. can we do like a little high-end silver thing uh, as we add a couple more products and, and, and things at a, a event in, a, in an exhibit hall. And then I just decided not to. And yeah. I still brought the stack of, of cards. And I didn't even hand any of those out. I forgot out. the stack of cards. I forgot the stack of cards both days? I forgot the stack of cards both days. Because oh. we got there two hours early mm, the first right, day. Yeah. And we kind of looked around and we said, wow, one... Fantastic decision to not. Right. Yeah. You know, wrong crowd. 
Wrong crowd. Of wrong crowd. Yeah, we would have been sandwiched uh, between. Although, if it would have been over by that guy who did the uh, like seminary the William, overseas kind of the, thing, the William Carey thing, yeah, dude, that would have been cool. Yeah, yeah, that, that was guy great. was awesome. Yeah, that was an amazing ministry. Yeah, wrong crowd. And then you said, "Well, I at least could have brought the cards, but I forgot them." Oh, that's a bummer. I didn't remember that. I thought that I had chickened out, but, but I, I should mean, have known better. Ah, you don't chicken out anything. One more thing I wanted to talk about with the the Knights map. And by the way, um, let's talk. Here's the little. Intro to the Knights map that they play. Before they come in with. I thought you were going to start doing the voice. Oh, all right. I thought you were going to start doing the sultry voice that comes in. Well, listening to Renewing Your Mind. There, that's the one, yeah. Before that, they always play like a little clip. And so I'm going to play the little clip here. Suddenly, without warning, the road ended in a cliff. If his trusty horse had taken even one more step, they would have plunged to their deaths. And I'm going to link to the whole episode uh, here uh, in the... Do yourself a favor. Listen to it. Just listen to it. Yeah, yeah. click over to it, listen to it, and then get the Ligonier app. And uh, I, he's Presbyterian. Beamish. We're Baptist. I can't imagine being more blessed by, by anybody and their, their preaching and teaching. Uh, and you know what? It, that also brings up kind of a very Bunyan-esque thing. Mm. Uh, the Big Tent Baptist view of the church, mm. which is, I'm not going to let even important things like the proper subjects of baptism separate me, make me break communion from a brother uh, who believes in salvation by grace through faith, you know, being saved by the blood of Jesus. I'm not going to do that. And and mm. so I think that it's a very bunion thing we're doing here, championing well, I mean, a Presbyterian on our, our Baptist podcast. Uh, I mean, he wasn't a Presbyterian, but I mean, you know, Bunyan and Owen certainly had a, right. a, a, a starstruck friendship. Starstruck? Which yeah. one was, they were both starstruck with the yeah, other? Yeah, I think so. You know, because, <laughs> well, because of, here, you know, or not hearing how they talked about each other, but reading how they talked to each other, you know, or about each other, both highly valued what the other one was able to do. Such very different styles, too. Well, that's, yeah. And, and then, you read of the mortification of the flesh, mm-hmm. and you go, all right, I got to read every paragraph twice just to make sure that nothing snuck past me. Yeah. And then you read Bunyan, and you're like, oh, my kid should read this. Mm. And yet they both are vehicles of just this really uh, magnify Christ. amazing yeah. truth. Yeah, yeah. Huh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so we're, we're also emulating Bunyan yeah. as he emulates Christ. There Look it is. That. Uh, but the the book that I started to say that I had seen the book, the illustrations are amazing. It's a great book. Get it for your kids. I don't know if it's still in print. I imagine it is. But at the same time, I had the question in my mind, would I rather read the book and see that great art yeah. or listen to the book and get kind of drawn in and the pictures be in my mind? And I realized it's no contest. For me, I am going to take the kind of radio theater any day, the enhanced audiobook style one mm. narrator and you know or or a full cast the kind of dramatic read audible has been really upping their game mm. lately for for subscribers like myself with a, a lot of kind of uh, Aaron Paul did one you know and uh, uh what's the name of the girl who did Jane uh Kristen Ritter mm. um and then there was one with John Hamm which was wasn't very good um and then there was another one recently that had uh Zach Morris in it and I was like, oh, this is amazing. Zach Morris. Um, but uh, these kind of, you can put on your headphones and you can go separate laundry mm. and organize, you know, the screws and the little drawers in your workshop at home while you're listening to something. Yeah. And then when you remember back, it's like you saw it. Hmm. 
This happened recently with me. What was it? Oh, right. Uh, it was. It yes. was again from We're Alive. It was. It was. You're talking I, about it as though it was a show. I was like, "What was that movie where the was that movie?" Got... And then this happens, and this happens, and then you were even trying to find actors. Yeah, I'm on like, IMDb, and I'm like, "Who was in that?" And it was now it's a podcast, my man. And it was a podcast. Yeah, none of that ever existed. It's just your mind. Yeah, you would... a powerful mind, though, man. Looking at your head. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> some... To me, that's and, and I love that. There's a boom of that. Uh, right. To me, and you can drive. You don't have to just sit there. And this is good news for you because yeah. you don't like to sit there no. and, and not move around and not do anything. Uh, and yet there are ways to um, get not only the great teaching and preaching, but also some of these great stories that convey great truth. And then just good entertainment uh, all the while. I'm hoping that I'm getting better as we go. But I, my goal is not to get better enough that when you listen to the first episode of The Pilgrim's Progress, it sounds like trash compared oh, to the interesting. Hmm. I already went back once and, and punched it up a little bit. Hmm. In the original drop of that first episode, the, the foley of the footsteps going down into the valley um, at the very beginning, kind of the cold open flash forward to, to the confrontation with Apollyon. We're just really crappy sounding me in my backyard and, and trying to like filter out, you know, the traffic noise and everything. And it was really kind of empty sounding. Mm -hmm. And uh, later I like layered in a bunch of stuff and made it sound a lot more arduous. And, and so, I don't know. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, this continues to also be an, an upswell of popularity of this kind of thing so that our, our project here doesn't become a flash in the pan. We're hoping to continue with part two mm -hmm. of The Pilgrim's Progress. Maybe the Holy War. Maybe even part three. Part three? I think part three... Mixed in with two. Just gets, with yeah. Two. yeah. Did, did you read it yet? I haven't read it yet. I've only intended. And tell me what... I mean, there there are some things in it, like when he gets to... Well, scandalous. Well, they're just a little bit, like, unnecessary, I ah, would yeah. say. Uh, and it was somebody just thinking, oh, I, yeah, me too. I can do it. Yeah. And, and, and part three, by the way, you can find this online, a facsimile of it. The reason for so long people thought that there was a part three is because someone was very disingenuous. They put on the... the Front page, it was exactly the same layout of the text and everything. Uh, third part, just like it said, part two on, on the, the second one. And then it said underneath, and a life of, real small, John Bunyan, real big, mm. author of the first and second parts. So you look at it, and, and they put that John Bunyan right where John Bunyan as author was on the, on the first and second one. Yeah, so you gotcha. look at it, and if you're not like... You know, try to figure out, you know, we've all been there when you're, you tell your parents you want like a Disney movie and they get you like the off brand. You know, <laughs> <a kid. Yeah. laughs> the Little Mermaid by, you know, like yeah. some, some weird Chinese version of it or something. Or yeah. I, I don't know. I know you were really into the Little Mermaid as a child. I wasn't, I'm not a, into it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't interact with Disney in any way, shape or form. <laughs> not as a child, not as an adult. Wow, all right. Well, Maybe you seem a little children. bit defensive, but oh, yeah. maybe you're protesting too much. Uh, that, I think that'll do just, it today. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to leave you off balance. Yeah. And, uh, and I've never been accused of... Now, here's a question. We've just did all that. Is that the one we want to put in the main feed, or is that just for patrons? Let's see how the next one goes. All right. <laughs> yes. In the meantime... Love you. Have a happy Thanksgiving, and stay on the narrow road. and silver. Cut!